0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A red cross was (laughs) actually pregnant ladies and
1: little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. (laughs) I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. (laughs) Oh God. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for
2: you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Just Press Play podcast. You like apples? All right, welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. What's up? We have up? the Lutheringers in the building. It's, the, it's just us. It's the trio. We got Pops and LJ with me. What's going on, guys?
1: Uh, just kicking it.
2: Just kicking it. Another week of football in the books. We got, uh, it was an entertaining week, I would say. I I felt like it was fun. We had some good primetime games. Then we had college football. Alabama has finally lost to, uh, Nick Saban has finally lost to a former assistant. First time. Crazy.
1: Crazy.
2: We're we're kind of getting, I don't know if it's quite like, if you remember like the 07, uh, college football playoff, or it was the BCS back then, but we're like every favorite lost towards the end of the year. It feels like we're finally getting a little shakeup where the playoffs isn't going to be the exact same four teams this year. Who knows? We say that they might still end up being the same four by the time it comes around. But yeah, so we'll get into the college football playoffs, maybe talk. uh, We're on a little bit of a skid here as a Razorbacks. If we want to touch (laughs) on the Razorbacks at all, but we might touch on that. But let's go first over to the NFL. And I think the the most logical place for for me, I think, to start is uh, that the showing that we saw on Sunday night with the, the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia. I Actually, speaking of Bills Mafia, I do want to throw out there, I hate that Uncle Tony's not here, because Mills Mafia, Davis Mills was kind of falling <laughs> for a second against the Patriots, but hey, we may or may not get on too much Texans talk. Let's go to the Bills. Uh, uh, LJ, you weren't here last week. We talked a little bit about the Bills, where we were kind of trying to figure out uh how good they were! I mean, they'd come off some uh, three three big wins, but it was against three straight backup quarterbacks. Yeah, so they're like, maybe they're not that great. And then they just went into was it in Kansas City? It was in it was in Arrowhead, it was right? In Arrowhead, yeah. And they laid the smack down. I mean they they were dominating. Then they had that weird weather delay, and that didn't they didn't skip a beat when they got back. LJ, I, well, let's go to you first because you weren't with us last week. How about the Bills? I mean, I,
1: I think they're they the really class of the
2: NFL or AFC. Really, yeah. Or, I think or, they're
1: they're I, Honestly, the AFC is uh bills and chargers to me. That's what the AFC is right now. And, uh, and I think the bills get the, you know, the, the, they've been good for a couple of years now, or at least like edging good for a couple of years now. And, uh, I do think that some factor of this is the Chiefs are not the Chiefs that they've always been. I do think that that, that, that defense is, is so atrocious. I saw a stat this week where it was like the, the, uh, the, the greatest show on turf. Um, yes, yes, yes. Had seven point, or 7.0 yards per play. That's how many yards they got on. And every that's,
2: that's the best offense stat. statistically ever, right? Ever
1: to, to play football at all. The Chiefs give up 7.1 yards every single play. So that defense (laughs) is as if they're playing a better greatest show on turf every single week. That's how bad they look. So that, I mean, you can't, this is, this is them looking good. Them losing this game 20 to 38, I think. Um, The, the bills are just a much better team than they are this year. And if they can't get it sorted out, then they're going to be looking up at the, the chargers and wondering what happened. I mean, they might even be looking up at the Broncos and I do think that I'm, they've come back down to earth and I'm happy about that because I understand the world a little bit better, but the chiefs might be looking up at the Broncos by the end of this year. <laughs> if they can't sort that out. Yeah. Well, that's
2: an interesting place to start. Cause I was going to admit like, so the bills and I, I had a little hesitant at the, at the start of the year. Cause I thought Josh Allen just kind of, I, we're seeing some not MVP Josh. Allen. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like the pre MVP stuff. Now he looks totally fine and they can jump over rolling. people. <laughs> him and yeah, him. Emmanuel Sanders is their third receiver, and he looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, Diggs is still great. Dawson Knox is a really good tight end. I guess they kind of kind of learned that running game going. And what really is interesting to me they they scored the most points so far in the NFL at 172 points or 34.4 points per game, and they've also given up the fewest amount of points so far in the NFL at 64 or 12.8 points per game. You usually aren't supposed to have the best offense and defense and. There was a lot of, uh, for me, going, well, let's see who they play, if they actually play a good offense and, and see what happens. They just held Mahomes to five <laughs> yards per attempt, which is the lowest he's had in all 59 career starts. So, wow. Pops, I, I, wanna, I think LJ brought up something interesting to me, and that's obviously I think we're all in agreement. The Bills are really good, probably the best in the AFC, uh, or at least they're right there with the Chargers there. Uh, but is, did that game tell you maybe more issues with the Chiefs, or do you think they get that fixed out?
0: Well, it told me more issues with the Chiefs, but I think one of the biggest ones was what uh, was the guy that was out there? Their defensive lineman, Chris, uh, Chris Jones, Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, they're the, missing him. The, the, they certainly missed him because he's about the only guy that can get pressure. It seems, um, and and you know, I've heard a lot this year about, and I think the Mannings kind of brought it up on one of those Sunday night, Monday night footballs. Where just don't give up anything deep. Make the make the game. Make them play in front of you. And think about how long the drives were for the Chiefs. I mean, they were ten, twelve plays. Uh, the ones that they had, and and finally, you know, some mistakes were made here and there. I mean, the Chiefs rely so much on Mahomes. I mean, he's yeah. the whole yeah. team. Yeah. Um. They really have no running game. It, it's Mahomes, and and so. Uh, I thought the Buffalo Bills looked really strong. I I still think they're going to have trouble with anybody out of the NFC uh, or the the divisional winner uh, out of the NFC, but I think they are the class of the AFC along with San Diego, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Oh, I probably said that earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah. Mahomes has always had this kind of, I mean, it's mostly worked great for him that, it almost can look careless, but still protects the ball at the same time. Like he makes those weird the the whether it be the uh little the, the little underhand pass he throws or the no look pass. And we LJ brought this up a couple weeks ago. And for the most part it's worked, and all of a sudden now I think dad you're you're hitting on something where they're just going, We're not gonna let you go over the top, and we're just gonna make you do and it's kind of the way people have learned how to stop the spread offenses a little bit in college, where you're just like, You're gonna get a bunch of completions, but you're gonna have to put together a 12-play drive where you don't make mistakes. And Mahomes is making mistakes right now. He just isn't. Maybe that's because there's too much on his plate and he's not getting any help in the run game. I don't know. But at some point, you kind of got to point your. And Mahomes has said that it's his fault and he needs to do better. So we'll see. I, it's still hard for me to not think they're going to turn it around because they are the Chiefs and that offense is that explosive. But it is interesting. All of a sudden, uh, those West divisions that we were really <laughs> hyping up, Aren't looking as good. We got in the NFC, Russell Wilson's hurt now. The Seahawks, 49ers, of course, they're always hurt. Uh, The Rams still look good. Uh, Cardinals undefeated. But then you got on the AFC side, Chiefs are sliding. Broncos are sliding. Who knows what the hell is going on in in Las Vegas. So we'll get to some of that later. Mm -hmm. Uh, th- those West teams, we thought maybe three from each division could make it. Now I don't know about that, LJ.
1: Yeah, I know. You guys like kept talking, and mostly Tony. Uh, this is beef with Tony uh, about you know, oh Broncos, <laughs> oh Broncos, and just getting me amped. Like, uh, I knew better. I knew better the whole time. I still think well, they're going to be a decent team when on they the get there. Uh, they're
2: they're good, but yeah. not great. Tony kind of I thought was trying to go a little too. I think maybe, I think that was all bait
1: too. Just, I think he knew I, he he was waiting for Roethlisberger to beat them. He wanted me to feel amped about it. Um, but I do I do Uncle think going to be might a decent team. Some Jedi mind
2: on you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do think they're going to be a decent team if they can get healthy. But it might be too little, too late. I mean, I know we talked about AFC West is where all the all the AFC wildcard teams come from. I I don't think that's the case anymore. I mean, we'll see. I but. don't.
2: It is interesting. All of a sudden, you start looking around like you have. You have a, a good. I think you have good contenders. Well, I mean, you got the the Chargers and the Bills, mm-hmm. and then I guess do we call are the Browns a contender in the AFC? Uh, they're a contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're contender. a contender. I think one. Well, I then, think the
1: I, AFC North's pretty strong. Honestly, um, do we
2: think? Well, I see the the Ravens. I'm still. I don't know. I I think they can beat anybody on any given night. I think if you watch what Lamar Jackson did in the four, just in the second half alone, yeah last or on Monday night was well. Incredible. that's all that they played just, right
1: they only played the second half so right,
2: right. <laughs> so I, I think they can beat anyone on any given night but I also don't they're not near as consistently so far as the Chargers and Bills have been on true. both sides of the ball true I, and the and the Browns are still I just get nervous I think and maybe we'll, we'll go to that game then this the Chargers Browns game which was super fun to watch but I think you saw the Chargers have a quarterback that can get you a win in those kind of games, and the Browns I'm not sure on. They have the team all around Baker, but I'm just they were they had one I think it was like third and nine, and it was it was in that fourth quarter where they were basically each team it was it was it looked like whoever had the ball last was going to win, and the Browns are like third and nine running a draw play, and it's that makes me think Stefanski doesn't trust this quarterback. Yeah, if you're. Where, where on the other end, Staley was like, screw it, we're going for it on fourth down every time. I don't know if that's necessarily the right decision. It worked out for him. Uh, what did you think about that game, Pops? Did that just cement you as a Chargers are really good, or did you give you some question marks about the Browns? Um, I, I I mean, think they did put 42 points.
0: I mean, it was 47-42. Uh, Mayfield was 23-32 for 305 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's not a bad stat line. I mean, what the what the Browns have, though – is two guys that can run the freaking yeah. ball, Chubb yeah. and and I mean Hunt looks amazing when Both he's of those there.
2: are number one running backs. They're, they're number they one
0: running backs without a without question, I think. Um cuz what Chubb had 161 yards and and then Hunt had 61 yards. Yeah. Um and then got what happened in Joku or I don't know if I'm saying it right, David Njoku Joku had, mm-hmm. had I believe that's right, 149 yeah. yards and then you got to think OBJ is going to get something together at some point this season. Um, I, I think you Cleveland think. is there for the long haul. I think they've been in every game I think this year that I can recall, and uh, uh, I think that that it solidified that the Chargers are are very solid. That Austin Eckler,
1: yeah,
2: he he's a beast, man. I, what do they call him? Pound for pound, because the 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 team his teammates say that he's pound for pound the strongest guy in the NFL, and they might be right. I don't know. Well, and
0: then what, Mike Williams had, what, eight catches for 165 yards. So Mm -hmm.
2: that's my thing. Is Mike Williams this good? Because if he is, he has been now for three or four weeks. Those two catches, I mean, he was so wide open, I (laughs) I, I might have scored, you know,
0: on those. I mean, good God, how did he get that wide open? But, I mean, I still think he's a legit receiver. and You know, there's still Keenan Allen over on the other side. so. yeah. Um, They got a solid defense. I I I do like the Chargers. I think the Browns played them close, and I think that's exactly kind of what you alluded to, Kevin. Is that they've got the Browns have a solid football team. Um, Baker Mayfield needs to figure a way to bring it. I I think he needs to take another step. Uh, I really do.
2: Well, they were the first. So first off, I do. I mean, I, I have to give credit to that offense. They put up 500 yards and no turnovers. I, last week I talked about how great the Chargers' defense was. Well, that doesn't look that. You got to give some credit to the Browns' offense yeah, for doing that, for sure. But they became the first team ever in NFL history to have 500 yards, four touchdowns, and no turnovers and lose the game. I think the NFL history is like 561 and 0 in games where the offense wow. does that. So it that's There's tough another to stat i just like
1: that. that, where scoring 40 points and uh, and not having a turnover uh, is. 401 to, no, to nothing in NFL history, and now it's 401 to one.
2: You just got to find ways to win that game. That was, yeah. uh, can we bring up the, the interesting play at the end where Austin Eckler might have had the, the most interesting game winning touchdown I've ever seen, where <laughs> he didn't want to score and they literally <laughs> pushed him in? It was so <laughs> smart by the Browns defense.
0: <laughs> that was hilarious, though, to just see the Browns just shoving him in the end zone. But it was so, I mean, they, with they you. all
2: but picked him up and put him in the end zone. <laughs>
0: Well, it wasn't it the player two before he did something so smart. You know, he's running in and he's, he did like the Brian
2: Westbrook like slide down before yeah. scoring.
0: So I, I thought that was a well coached, smartly played football game. I enjoyed mm. what what I saw of it. I did.
2: Um, we going over to the to the AFC or NFC? Excuse me. Golly, how, when LJ the Cowboys are going to keep making me? Know. just Buying a little. I know. It was a interest. J. Keep in mind, it was a J. <laughs> It was the it was the Giants. I do want to give a little like what is poor Giants like mm-hmm. the the Daniel Jones injury. I mean that's I think you got to be careful. He's going for, he was trying to go for the touchdown, so I don't hate it, but that's tough for your quarterback to take a hit like that. And then the and then the Saquon Saquon was finally kind of looking like Saquon again the last couple weeks off that ACL injury, and then. That's one of those I know, pops. I don't know if you even saw it, but no, that's one of those I, where I, I know saw it you coming, Kevin, and looked it. away
0: every single uh, time.
2: Oh, like that. Usually, those I'm pretty good about. Like they don't. Like it kind of bothers me, but I, I, not like look away. I've always you're always the one that looks away from the TV on those. That one just looked so painful because he's just jogging after the play. The play's over. It's a freak deal. It's so frustrating. Uh, and if you're a Giants fan, it's got to be annoying. Uh, but so. LJ, you weren't here well last week when we just talked about how great the Cowboys were. <laughs> can you can you throw water on the Cowboys as I did the Broncos to kind of make me sane, or do I just have to keep going? Because if nothing else, they're fun to watch right now. Which I mean, is scary.
1: Think of the Jays. Think of the Jays. I've fallen in this trap before. I've fallen in this trap before. The Jay parlay would have kicked it today or this week. Um, <laughs> uh, the Cowboys are a good team. They are they are a better team than the Broncos. I can say that with absolute certainty. They are they are a top tier but you guys put them way too high on that tier y'all are putting them uh
2: you know as like the number do do they have the best offense in the NFL right now? Um, all around offense. Well I think the Bills have an argument. Yeah I think the Bills the Chargers might be a little would bit have higher, an argument.
1: But, but uh let me just look up numbers. NFL. Yeah I mean they're a yeah, the conversation. It's
2: just what what they can do and and so I'm trying I'm I'm almost wanting one of you to talk me out of this. But like so what that offense can they have the quarterback that scares the defense, where even when you cover everything up on third and six, Dak can go get the first down on his legs. They have a really good running game. The offensive line's coming together, and Collins isn't even playing. Michael Gallup's not even back yet. The receivers look great, and they're missing, I think, a, a solid, solid slot receiver. And then on defense, I don't surely he's had to come back to earth, but right now, Trayvon Diggs is Defensive Player of the Year, which is insane. I mean, the jump he's made from last year to this year has been very, very impressive. Agreed. They're scary. They're scary. If you're an NFC team, I think you kind of like, wow, they look really good. But also, I think you could have the same argument for the Bron- uh, the Cowboys that maybe some might have for the Bills. And that's they're peaking too soon. And they'll come back down to earth here before too long because they are the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> LJ, can you at least throw some water on how awesome the Dallas Cowboys seem? Well,
1: they're, they're number two in points and number two in yards. So they're not number one in anything. If that makes you feel any better. (laughs) There we go. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and and that's, I I do want to, I want to throw water on it because I mean, obviously this happens every year. The Cowboys are the most talented team in the NFL. And then like they have this great early season and it falls apart about halfway through. Um, they, they never look this great. This is a shocking amount of great that they look, um, uh, but I also think they they played about fifty fifty good and bad teams. They look good in the good games. They look bad in the bad games. That's what you want to see. So I I think you should get a little excited. Honestly, you should get a little excited if we think the Chargers Pops, are, are it, that great.
2: Yeah, you know. Pops, are you in that same same thought oh, well, process? I, I think it starts with uh, you know Dak
0: Prescott. I, I mean, I think yeah. I've said this before. I mean, I think he is a guy you want standing up representing your team. I mean, he seems like a, a rock solid really good guy um, and, and he's balling out. I mean, I don't know that there's a quarterback playing better right now. Um, I mean, just, and, and I've watched more of his games, but he is really balling out. Um, Cedric. I mean, I'm not doing have to mention CD lamb is good. Zeke Elliott's playing pretty good. Tony Pollard is, is uh solid. are still their defense, Trayvon digs. Um, but then Cedric Wilson, you know, I was going to mention, I mean, what a, what a, Third, fourth receiver that he's turned out to be, Uh, and that damn uh, Schultz, 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 and Jarwin Jarwin was going to be the guy, but Schultz is is amazing. Yeah, I'm a little excited. I think we have good. uh, We uh, we the Cowboys have good coordinators (laughs) in place. Um, If Mike McCarthy will take some uh, clock management lessons, perhaps at the local (laughs) community college, um, I think we might have a shot to to be to make some noise in the playoffs. So I'm. Yes, I'm high on the Cowboys right now. Um,
2: move into a different game. Did y'all see the, the – did y'all get to catch any of the, the Bengals-Packers game? The, the game that they forgot – the kickers forgot how to make a field goal towards the end?
0: Oh, my God. What they they had, I think – Four or five? between
2: Evan McPherson and Mason Crosby, they missed five straight go-ahead field wow, goals guys. in the fourth quarter in overtime, which ESPN says is a record. And it was interesting. I, I You may remember uh, that – I last year had a had take where I thought we should just get rid of the kicker, just (laughs) abolish the kickers in the NFL. It's never interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I I I was looking at something else. I was just looking up stats, and actually, someone else had already compiled the stats, and it was Roger Sherman with the Ringer. And it's interesting. Right now, kickers are better than they've ever been, but they're also the worst ever. Like I don't know if you watched this this Sunday. It felt like there were so many missed kicks that were easy, should have been easy kicks, extra points. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. I don't know what it was if it was because uh Mercury is in retrograde or what was going on. <laughs> I don't really know exactly what that means, but it, it, it was screwing the kickers. I, I was so Roger Sherman pointed out Jan Strainer, Strainer, uh, he's Stenerod, the first pure kicker. Uh, Stenerod, uh, Stenerod, yeah, that, actually, yeah, uh, that's not I'll Manhattan. think
0: of it, but yeah, I know who you're talking about
2: Stenrod. Stenrod, he's the first pure kicker elected to the Hall of Fame, and he hit 66.8 percent of his career field goal kicks connecting on 26% from beyond 50 yards. Last year, NFL kickers as a whole hit 84% of their field goals, including wow. 63% from beyond 50 yards. So the worst kicker is now much better than the legendary kickers in the Hall of Fame. But still, it feels like they're awful come Sunday. and They couldn't make anything, unless they're Justin Tucker who makes it from 85 yards. Yeah. So. Uh well and then the Abby McPherson one was funny just because he uh didn't realize I I I think it was the overtime kick. He kicked it and didn't realize the Bengals kicker that he missed it. He thought he made oh, it and he no. was celebrating with his holder and it and it doinked off the pile or off oh, the uh buddy. well it looked like it mark. hit the flag you know, the little
0: flag on the top of the upright. <laughs> yeah. It hit it, but it hit it on the outside. Oh buddy. <laughs> and he thought he'd made it. He was over there, you know, excited and <laughs> No, you didn't. I
2: worry so, Dad. You got to catch some of that game. Joe Burrow going to kill himself before he's a really good quarterback. That I think. I think Joe Burrow has a chance at being real. I just like the the leadership he shows, the confidence he shows. It seems like the players really buy into it. His teammates buy into it, and I just think he's got the talent. But God, why? I, I think Aaron Rodgers said it uh, on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, mm-hmm. where he was just like, "I told him post game, like." slide, <laughs> please, slide. you got too so much not... to live for, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because after last year, he already got – which last year was a sack, not his fault necessarily, but it was third and I think 10, and he was getting tackled about four yards short, and instead of sliding, he did the – almost like John Elway helicopter thing and I thought he's about to just tear another ACL <laughs> just just get down Joey B you got a good team you're good
0: yeah you're right as a quarterback in the NFL you've got to I mean you've got to protect yourself I mean you're just you're too valuable it's like we talked about if there is an interception I really think I would tell
1: my quarterback just run to the sideline let get the go. hell out of the let way let it go if that's six and I mean, you're the only thing stopping it let it go let, let, let it be six well as,
2: as cool as like I do think the teammates kind of go man it's cool seeing Joey B Really put his like really go for everything, and give it everything he's got, and not feel like he's the the cute quarterback. But also, it sucks seeing Joe Burrow have to after the game ride off in an ambulance to go check his throat. Out. I get a throat MRI or something yeah. in the hospital. I don't know what that was, but yeah, I I like a toughness every now and then. But unless it's the Super Bowl and we're going for the touchdown to win it, you know, we can slide and punt that field goal. Mm-hmm. We can or punt that fourth down.
1: Live live for another play. <laughs> you know, uh,
2: speaking uh, of punting. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, uh, we did jump over the, the special teams play of the uh, week last week when I wasn't on. So I'm sorry, everyone who was waiting for that. The, uh, which
2: play? Which? That was the Chargers fake field goal punt. <laughs> are, so are you talking about the one where Renfro came and made the tackle or which one are we? No, I'm talking about the punt where the Chargers lined oh, up for a field goal. Oh, the one, and The then successful snapped- one. Yeah. Wait, what? You're talking about the successful one where they lined up in field goal, but then snapped it to, I think, what, they snapped to the kicker? Yeah, and then he punted and then it. He like, punted put it, it within it. the five? Yeah, or
1: something? Uh, play of the week uh, for special teams. I'm, I hate that we all didn't bring it up. We'll put highlights on the show notes. But uh, this week, <laughs> we had a double punt. Uh, from the greatest punter in the in the history of the NFL. So,
2: yeah, let's go back to Thursday where it was Michael Dixon for the Seahawks. You know, if someone would have told you the Seahawks would be the team that, that has a double punt, like if they, if someone just would have said there's a double punt in an NFL game. Vikings. Oh, it's on favorite. <laughs> Vikings, true. I can see the Vikings. You just, the Seahawks. and That Michael Dixon play, just to, to rewind back to last Thursday, not only did he get the punt blocked, he has the wherewithal to not just fall on it. He scoops it up with one hand yeah. like an athlete yeah. and then gets the putt off, and it's a great punt. Well, and he looked like he was
1: about to run it, too, and then he had the yeah, wherewithal to decide, I'm not getting this first down. Let me do my job again. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I do think he probably crossed the line, which is, I think, a big no-no. Um, but hell of a play. It Holy was close. Cow, Hell of a play.
2: Well, they, so clearly our boy, uh, the rules official for Fox, Mike Pereira had no idea what the rules were because he was <laughs> like, yeah, it's clearly a flag because you can't double punt. And then they're, they're like, they come back out and they're like. Uh, yeah, we weren't looking at the double punt. That, that's legal. <laughs> we were just looking at the line, which I do think the refs probably threw a flag there, just like any of us would have done. Just like, okay, that was awesome, but something was probably illegal. Yeah, I got yeah. I to I check and look it. Look on so that like. bad boy. <laughs> but uh, while while we're just on the Vikings or the Seahawks, real quick, uh, are we? If Russell's out for an extended period of time, all of a sudden the Seahawks are in done. Uh,
1: I don't know. Geno Smith T is the trouble. best quarterback out of the 2013 QB draft. I'm just saying. So That
2: I, so <laughs> I'm not 100% sure if you're being facetious, but that, that might be true. I can't it's think definitely I can't remember It's definitely true. It's absolutely true.
1: Let me pull up the list, uh, but y'all go ahead. <laughs> 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 it's
2: definitely true. It's definitely
1: uh, oh, I got it right yeah, here. So the top eight quarterbacks okay. in the 2013 uh, NFL draft, Tyler Bray, EJ Manuel, Ryan Naseeb, Matt Barkley, Mike Glennon, Zach Dysert, Geno Smith, and Tyler Wilson.
2: Well, we got two, two 2013 appearances because Mike Glennon came in for the Giants, which True. along his neck, he might have a longer neck than Davis Mills. But I don't know. <laughs> People are saying, you know, I, I really didn't think we were going to be breaking down the 2013 draft on today's part, but every now and then when the content calls for it, uh, and then let me go ahead and give some uh, a shout out to old, old Kirky Cousins, because oh the Vikings looked like they were going to ruin everybody's survivor and <laughs> teaser and everything, and I don't know how they pulled it out, like I'll be honest, so... The Viking or the Lions, what did they? They scored and went for two. Dan Campbell went for two, right, to take the lead mm-hmm. late, late in the fourth quarter. And I, just, there was like twenty seconds or something wild, and uh, my wing stop was on the way. <laughs> and they told me, they told me, they I think they were pulling into my apartment. And I, sometimes it can be a mess trying to as a gate. It just takes a while for them to find my apartment. So I was like, well, I don't care about this game anymore because Kirk Cousins started ruined it for me. So I'm going to go out and wait for my food. Come back. The Vikings had won. I didn't even know what happened. I was like, I don't know how they won. But shout out to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I get to stay alive and my survivor a little longer.
0: Good thing you weren't waiting for Chipotle or you'd have missed the whole Sunday. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I would have missed the whole Sunday night game, too.
2: So, <laughs> um, Did we have any other games? So, yeah, the Steelers beat the Broncos. But, yeah, I'm still out on Ben Roethlisberger. Still, I would much rather buy stock than anybody on the I Broncos still feel the exact State same ben. way
1: about everything after that game. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Colts Ravens, um, hell of a comeback. Holy shit.
2: Awesome game, awesome game, awesome second half. Well, if you're the Colts, you have to feel like you blew that game, right? You got to. I mean, shout out to Lamar Jackson who played in a fantastic second half. Also, to anybody, if you had Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews on your fantasy team and you were just thinking like maybe you came into the night and you were like, you know, maybe if something crazy happens, they can they could win the game. And after that first half, I think they probably had it combined like three points. So you probably were like, All right, well, I can go ahead and call it a night and turn the T V off. And then you woke up, they had scored ninety <laughs> points collectively in the second half. Like, it doesn't make sense what they did in the second half. It was so impressive. That's wild. You know
0: what what impressed me at that at that game, I think Marquise Brown, you know, who had yeah. some drops in that previous game, um and, and Played you know great. He played fantastic. I really think he's turned a corner. I think he's like I got to start paying it- – attention, You know, I got to force myself to play better, and I think he he has and is. And I think I think he's going to be a really good receiver for the rest
1: of the year. I agree.
2: Well, and and so that's a reason you you talked earlier about the Cowboys and how you Dak Prescott being the leader of your franchise, you feel really good. That I I get more and more of where I really like Lamar Jackson because he. After that game, it was two weeks ago, I think the game you're talking about, where he had like three touchdown drops or something. I mean, just, yeah. and they were all three touchdowns that he just dropped. And there was a picture tweeted out from, I think it was either a reporter or maybe the Ravens team. And it was Lamar Jackson and, and Hollywood Brown on the plane looking at film, like together yeah. breaking down film. And that was one of those where you easily could have been, like, if you're Hollywood Brown, that could, I mean, honestly, that could derail a career. It could you break could you. Yeah. And, and to see, And maybe it was Hollywood Brown that was the guy that was the leader there, not Lamar. I don't know. But I'm sure it was a mix of the two. But to be like, no, 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 we're going to fix what happened and we'll come back. In the last two weeks, Hollywood Brown has been really good for them. And I think a lot of that, Lamar just seems like a guy I would like to have as my quarterback. He plays hard. Whatever people were saying, the NFL might figure him out or they might have figured him out. He was doing it through his legs, but also 400 yards through the air in the second half alone on like 90% completion percentage. That is picking a team apart.
0: His accuracy, which was amazing, I thought. He he was so accurate. He did know where to go with the ball. He can throw it. He's got that Mahomes ability to throw it sidearm. You know, Mm -hmm. he can throw the ball in a lot of different ways, and he can get it there quickly. Uh, and accurately, um, he's he's playing really good. Yeah. He really I think
2: is. it's really easy. And, and I don't mean stereotypical as in like a black white thing. But sometimes mm-hmm. when you just have a really athletic quarterback, you just assume he's probably the quarterback for his athleticism, not his arm. Yeah, like if you know, it, we're converting a guy to a quarterback just because he's so athletic, whereas Lamar is that athletic. But he makes throws he can play quarterback. That are the same ones that like Josh Allen is making, that Mahomes is making, that Aaron Rodgers is making. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, if he gets an open field, he will break your ankle. Yeah. Like he is dangerous in the open field. Yeah. So there, I'm still not sure about the Ravens. I think I probably well, the Browns are still overall I think a better team in the AFC North. But the Ravens are scary because if if that defense kind of can get some things figured out, and they were good in the second half, they were getting picked apart in the first half. But they kind of got better there in the second half, and then. Lamar's really good. I don't know who they're going to run the ball because it, they it's musical chairs back there running back. But uh, was there any other games from this week that we missed that we didn't want to touch on? I don't know why. Um, why does the NFL hate London? Like why do we? If if you want to build fans in London, why do we give the worst? game every single time well, I to London. And this week that's a, they get another big one. I think that's an
1: owner's fight. I think that's like an owner's thing where they're not, they don't want their team to go to London and play at eight 30 in the morning. They want their team playing as close to prime time as possible. So I think, I think owner and they don't want to lose home games. That's another big thing. So like, well, and that's what,
2: that does sucks. So yeah, like I think this week the Jaguars have a home game at London. Well, and they're also trying the to make, and, and I think
1: it's kind of successful, honestly, um, from what I've heard, uh, Jaguars kind of do get to play home games in London. Like I think London fans have taken them as their, their local team because they play home games over there. Like once well, it, that's, I think every year, what <laughs>
2: what did the London fans do to deserve that? Like, I, I mean, mean, I don't on. know. It's fun
1: to be in the hype of Gardner Minshew last year. Right. So, you know, you have some good times. I mean, I'm a Broncos fan. I know sometimes you got to ride the waves that you can get.
2: So, I mean, you're, you're using fun and very loosely there. I don't know. I, that, that, I, <laughs> That's tough. I don't know. It just feels oh, like. They I mean, get the if you're absolute... a fan of the
1: Tottenham Hot Spurs, you know, whatever. The Jags are fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Do we have any big games this week? Just worth, Chargers um, Ravens. That's worth looking
1: at. Cardinals Browns. That,
2: uh, Chargers Ravens will be Cardinals Browns. So so. Uh, it's um, we should bring this up. The Cardinals got a win. It wasn't the most convincing win in a game where. I felt like they were trying to give that up to the 49ers <laughs> it, where yeah. Trey Lance didn't look great. They were just begging for the 49ers to steal that game and the 49ers just couldn't because they can't stay healthy. But did you notice at one point in that game, Kyler kind of looked like he was the shoulder thing where he was kind of favoring his shoulder and similar to last year? I don't I hope yeah. not. But if if that was what derailed their season last year yeah, when true. we were like hyping up Kyler as MVP and then all of a sudden he just didn't look right. I don't, he's not saying there's an injury, but I, I'm a little nervous about the Cardinals, especially they're going to play the Browns in Cleveland. The Browns got to feel like they let one get away last oh, week. Oh, yeah. And they can get after the quarterback. Miles Garrett does things that looks like it's a glitch back there at times mm-hmm. while he's rushing the quarterback. So you just
1: so mad you turn into Mason Rudolph and try to throw a punch, you know?
2: Oh, and then on oh, LJ, do you know the Sunday night game we get this week? What is
1: the Sunday night game we get
2: this week? The battle between – The 2013's best quarterback drafted Geno Smith and Big Ben Roethlisberger on Sunday night.
1: All right, get your popcorn ready, folks. Let's go.
2: And then we get the Raiders Broncos kind of has a little bit of a oh you
1: know I'm going to be watching that I'm going to be deep into that one Um, and And, it's going to be two teams
2: that are trying to figure out what the hell's going on in their life. So um, (laughs) boy, should be fun. No kidding. Well, so. Do we, so let's touch on let's let's t- touch on the John Gruden thing then the 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 yeah. elephant in the room and that is that he resigned on Monday night during the Monday night football game after so I think it was October eighth or something like Friday or so last week yeah. some some leak some emails were leaked from I think it was a New York Times article that they had about some racist comments he said about Demoris Smith mm-hmm. and then he came out on Sunday and so. I think, was it Monday, LJ, that the, the next article came out with a, a lot more tweets? I believe that were it was. Yeah, I believe it was. Homophobic, Monday afternoon, misogynistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it kind of, I don't know if you've seen some of these tea leaves that I, I, no one's full on reporting it, but it sounds like those, the racist thing came out and the NFL wanted the the Raiders to do something about it. And they wanted them to either, the NFL didn't want to have to step in. They didn't want to fire him. They didn't want to have to force him on in the NFL. Well, the and can the NFL, NFL even do that? List.
1: Yeah, there's like, yeah.
2: And so they wanted Mark Davis to do something. Mark Davis has an affinity towards John Gruden. They're good mm-hmm. friends. They were, he, was friendly. he was friends with Mark Davis's dad. And he didn't. And I, supposedly the NFL was pissed that he let him coach on Sunday. And that's when the emails... So may or may not have been the leak that were the NFL had about the misogynistic things, the things about well, these all come from the about, NFL's
1: investigation into the Washington football teams. Well yeah. the 2011 stuff or whatever that they were doing. Um so, Yeah, they weren't
0: looking for Gruden, right? Oh, they just no, they, yeah,
2: they they happened yeah. across this. And uh and so yeah, so it's not like this came. And Gruden, from, while working at ESPN, is just emailing Bruce Allen the whole time, which was the general manager of Washington at the time. Yeah,
1: so so it's not like they uh uh You know, this was some intrepid reporter got a hold of these emails. This was the NFL. They had these emails. They were the ones that leaked them for sure. Um, And it did seem like, yeah, exactly like you're saying. Like there was this intentional, like we're going to, I've even read, uh, some people have said they've got inside information that the NFL would have kept leaking more emails until he either quit or got fired. Um, So,
2: well, so the, the rumor that I had heard LJ was that the NFL had these emails obviously and they let Mark Davis know on Saturday, like, look, this, this, I don't know if they showed him the other emails supposedly they had. Mm. And so I'm not – this is not me defending John Gruden because what he said is repugnant and terrible. But he – on Sunday for him to go on the – to to go after reporters and tell them that he's sorry about that one email and he's sorry that he might have hurt someone. Like Mark Davis put him in a terrible spot. If you knew that he there was a lot more out there, yeah. that's not a friend move. But – but it still goes to show I, I, there's kind of things falling out, and it's easy to say no one's perfect. And I'm sure if you scour through, I mean, I don't think I have emails saying things like that, but I wouldn't want it, people going through my emails from 10 years yeah. ago or my texts from 10 years ago. But it, I've heard a lot of people that have either played on John Gruden teams or coached on John Gruden's staff or, or even GMs, not, not Bruce Allen and them, but uh, the GM that used to be that was actually the winning GM for the Bucks when they won the Super Bowl, yeah. uh, McKay. Who have said bad things like this is like oh shocker like that they, they doesn't sound like this shocked a lot of the NFL world of who it was that came out and it just sucks that that's still out there I mean I guess we know it's still out there but it, it just it, for anybody that didn't know for sure what the public sentiment is not always what people are saying behind their behind yeah they true behind the door you know I don't know did you have any other thoughts on on it pops I know I had some thoughts about the Washington report that y'all touched on. But I wanted to to finish our John Gruden thought first.
0: Yeah, it it, it is tough because, uh, you know, uh, like you said, uh, I, would, I would hate anybody to have recorded everything I've ever said, you know, 10 years ago and, and bring it up. And certainly I've grown in, in 10 years. And I would like to think a lot of us as a population, we've grown yeah, absolutely. and we're, we're more accepting. I mean, when I was in school, there was a lot of homophobia, you know, sure. uh, w- when I was in school, there was a lot of, uh, people that made fun of, of just for lack of a better term, nerds or whatever. And then nerds kind of became cool. And it, I think it is so cool now how just be you and you is okay. And I love how we've gone. I guess the only thing I'd say, I've been around guys that have said some things that have made me uncomfortable. I've probably said some things that, that I would like to take back. Um, but I mean, he's writing these things down in emails and sending them to prominent people that just shows a lack of discretion, yeah. um, a, a lack of intelligence, even, yeah. or, or just a, or just a, I don't give a shit uh, attitude. I think
2: that's where a lot of it probably is. Yeah. Is that I'm untouchable. I don't give a shit kind
0: of thing. And some of the things he said, I, I think you had the right word. Were despicable and repugnant. It, I, you know, I will, I wanted to be like, and I heard Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico kind of take up for him a little bit on on. Uh, I think it was Sunday night. Was it Sunday Night Football? I yeah, guess it, it was. They football. had that long delay, so they had to fill like an yeah, hour lot. worth of content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but I could appreciate what they said, and I heard Tony Dungy's gotten a little crap now. Well, he didn't know all this other stuff mm-hmm. at the time. I think what Dungy and Tarico said was fair, and they were taken up for a guy that they felt like they knew, uh, but they obviously didn't. And I think Mark Davis did the right thing. Had I been the owner of a football team. I would have had to let him go, no matter how good a coach he is. That's, it's despicable. I just, I mean, what it he sounds said.
2: like though, before Mark, before we give too much credit to Mark Davis, like I, I think that, at least the reports I've seen, is he he did everything he could not to to force him to resign. And it was until well, they leaked, they forced his hand by leaking you more You want to hear so my Jay, conspiracy? I mean, um, yeah, because I true. think uh, I think, you know, who you did. You know, who you just asked if I want to hear a conspiracy. <laughs> of course, I want to hear. I
1: think uh, Mark Davis is Al Davis's son. Um, and I think that he is. <laughs> yeah, no. Breaking news. Is now that the yeah. right? Breaking news. Okay. Uh, but I think that he is um, contemplating going to war with the NFL right now. I think I would be if I were him as well, because this is coming out of the Washington football team investigation they're keeping all the rest of the records sealed of Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen and all the That's, crap that they've done. And the only person that gets hurt is the scapegoat. That is his coach. What do you think? Like he's the only coach that has sent emails with these words in them. I mean, this probably happened a lot in the league back in 2011 uh, or yeah, 2011. So, so they're going to go after uh, you know, Mark Davis's quarterback and blow up his team after, you know, his 10 year contract, the, the coach of the future. Um, and don't get me wrong. I also want Gruden to be the coach there because he's, uh, I don't think he's a great coach, but, um, but I think that he's mad at the NFL for saying, okay, so we're going to swipe, uh, we're going to keep pushing this Dan Snyder stuff under the rug and we're going to put a scapegoat out there so we can say like, look, we got the bad guy, the investigation's over, let's move on. And I think he's probably going to start pulling a ruckus and that's probably why he wasn't trying to fire, uh, Gruden. He was probably trying to keep that as under wraps as possible. And then the NFL made them do what they had to do. Um, so I, I don't it's an know. Interesting
0: take. Yeah. We'll
1: see what happens, but I do feel like, I feel like the Davis uh, family lineage of going to war with the NFL is probably back on pretty soon.
2: Well, and, and honestly, that, that kind of gets to where I wanted to go a little bit where I'm not sure he's totally, he's not in the, I mean, this sounds like they, the scapegoat is the ten million or the hundred million dollar coach instead of the, billion dollar owner where they could have yeah. got on Dan Snyder. Cause I just, there's obviously there's, I forget the report. There's a lot of emails in this investigation that they are as of right now, leaving closed. They're not going to disclose. And John Gruden wasn't the only one. I mean, he, this shows that there's, there's this attitude in the NFL still, yeah. regardless of what they're saying, this attitude was there and what they did. They're saying they're leaving the case closed. They've already finished that Washington thing. Well, what they did with the Washington thing was, yeah, Bruce Allen had to... I think he resigned or had, he left the organization or was fired. Yeah, he'll never work in but
1: the NFL again. Yeah.
2: Dan Snyder's still the owner. He gave the ownership over to his wife, I believe. And and they got fined $10 million, which on the surface, I'm like, well, $10 million is a lot. But that equals to 0.23% of the franchise's worth, which is $4.2 billion. So mm. that $10 million was a slap on the wrist for them. Mm-hmm. And then... If, so if I'm Mark Davis... I'm a little pissed that you're, you're, that you're leaking emails about my coach when you clearly have a lot more, but you're kind of saving Washington football team. I'm not calling for, I'm not. this isn't me trying to get people fired and wanting to see the worst people have done. I'm just. Well, I think if you're going to put out I, these I emails, put why out these a emails. Raider, like
1: it's, yeah. like don't just put out Gruden's emails. And, and, and don't get me wrong, fire Gruden. Let R- Gruden resign, whatever. He shouldn't coach a football team right now. He needs to, I, I'm a man that believes in second chances and he's got a long way to go to get his second chance if he ever does but, um, uh, yeah, give me the rest of these emails. I want to know, like if if we're going to just, you know, uh, attack one person, like I want to see what, you know, did Dan Snyder know that Bruce Allen was like, uh, having cheerleaders post topless so he could email Gruden these pictures. Um, you know, what did, what does Dan Snyder know about this organization that he's running? And if it's not enough, then that's a problem. And if it's too much, that's a problem. And I like, let's, let's get this sorted.
2: Well, I can tell you, LG, you weren't with us last week, but uh, I, I've been watching a lot of Succession and rich people have power. And That's true. So I don't know if we'll ever get to, get That's to, get to see That's true. That's true. It's so, who signs I mean, the checks is a fictional versus show, who, but it's, who it's gets their checks of, signed. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on, do we have anything else either through that or did that kind of put a bow on it, Pops? Did you have anything? Nah,
0: it puts a bow on it for me. It's such a bad situation. It's ah, Yeah. It's icky,
2: gross. So. I want to go over to uh, a little, little college football talk. So Alabama gets knocked off. I think it was the first time in 100 straight games where Nick Saban coached team lost to an unranked team. Wow! The last time it happened was his first year at Alabama in 2007. So that's obviously a big wow. And then Jimbo Fisher, the first assistant ever to come back and beat Nick Saban. He was, I think, 23-0 before that. But what I think... It really – I don't necessarily want to talk that game as much, although there was a cool moment where the kicker for A&M, he he kicked a game on a field goal, and apparently someone had a camera on his family, and his wife and mother and all of them were like right there on the edge of the field, and you see them like – barely able to watch him kick the field goal. And then the excitement once he makes it and they rush the field, it was really cool. I'm not an a m fan. Yeah. I think we've you've heard us talk that I, I, I have some jokes about the fight in Texas <laughs> Aggies, but that was a super, super cool moment. But what, what I thought was, so Alabama's now lost. They, they, they're still row for them to get to the college football playoff. But in the seven-year existence of the playoff, 11 total schools have made it with five of those teams accounting for 22 of the 28 wow. available spots. So it's been a lot of the same and you know the teams we're talking Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, somehow Notre Dame twice. <laughs> um but this year now that Clemson's not in it, Alabama we'll see Georgia possibly we could get a Cincinnati I, this just is dri- coming up for something that I feel like LJ is all about. Let's get the let the Cincinnati's get oh, in there. Maybe baby. we can creep in a which I guess the other ones are big powers. I was about to look at who else is there. It's well, who Iowa. won
0: between Iowa and Penn State this week? I Iowa beat three. Penn
2: State. So they're six and zero, oh, and they have a very easy schedule down the stretch until the Big Ten championship. It'd so be interesting to see somebody like
0: Iowa in it, you know. That's I'd be in
1: wow. Oh, could you imagine I, the the Des Moines Chicago transplants would be losing their mind? I would I would be seeing those Hawkeye flags
2: everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got your you got Georgia probably, but what what's a likely scenario out for Alabama to get back in is if Georgia runs the table, Alabama runs the table, then Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. They're both one loss teams. They probably both get in. Then you got Oklahoma, who's currently undefeated, but they're having quarterback issues. Uh, they might. I I just think you have the chance. We say all this, and it could very well. I'm looking at the rankings. It could very well be Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State in the playoff. Like that yeah. could very well happen. But there's an opportunity. There's not a too crazy world where all of a sudden you get a Kentucky still undefeated, Oklahoma State's it's undefeated, possible. Michigan's undefeated. I, it's possible. And Cincinnati can is we the get one a San really, Diego State up in here. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, they're five and I, never, oh, hold on. Let me let me them and SMU, them and SMU are both undefeated. So hell, oh who SMU knows, can so. be back
1: on the map. The death penalty is over. Let's go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe just maybe. There's there's a slight backdoor. I'm just just saying this pops out loud. Arkansas runs the table, beats an Alabama, then beats a Georgia in the SEC championship. I think that's a very <laughs> um, far fetched idea, but shall see. It, it we could we shall happen. See. I, I I think it does create some intrigue for the college football world. Obviously, if you're an Alabama fan, you're annoyed. Like you, no one likes losing. But at least Everyone it brings that thought of like though. may, maybe there's something different we can watch on New Year's Eve <laughs> or New Year's Day, whichever day the games gets played. Um, let's see. Do we have anything else we were going to touch on? Did you have anything else from this week?
0: Um, I just had this written down when we talked about Pittsburgh. You see J.J. J-J Juju Smith-Schuster, it looks like, out for the year. That, so. that
1: hit looks so bad. And it's hard to blame any of the players involved in it. I mean uh, – Schuster, Smith Schuster's just going down, you know, to try to get that leverage. And, uh, you know, the defender, I can't remember who it was, had to go down lower and because you can't helmet to helmet. And it's just that's a recipe for disaster. And that was such an ugly hit. I mean, I hated how bad he looked walking off that field.
2: So can I? I want to get you guys take on this? And I know his injury had nothing to do with Thursday night games, but. I'm ready to do away with Thursday yeah, night games, know. even though they're getting better. I mean, we got Seattle and Rams, which was should should have set up to be a fun one, but then you end up that end up being the game of quarterbacks with hurt hands. I I just think you end up with either injuries in that game or sloppy football, or that creates injuries in next mm-hmm. games. Or yeah, I, I'm just okay. We get a lot of football already. Yeah. I think I'm good with the amount of football we get. I wouldn't mind a Thursday where we're not watching a sloppy game, but and maybe it would pro- they probably would quit airing it if I didn't quit watching it if I didn't yeah, watch I know, it on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm complicit in well, this. And
0: you, you know, used to you had a big college game on Thursday night and sometimes that was fun. Yeah, that um, sounds pretty fun. Um, I'm with you. I wish that I get enough NFL football on on Sunday, Sunday night and Monday night. Yeah. And and I, I'd like to do away with the Thursday game too. Right.
2: Well, it would be one thing if those games were like really good but i just think more often than not the players don't want to play in it the coaches don't want to coach in it and then they're getting you. You end up with russell wilson which he might would have got hurt in any game but it, it's not the first time we've seen a star player who's now out it's it, four to eight weeks because of a thursday night game and we just want stars playing and thursday night that doesn't help i don't know if it's necessarily the reason stars get hurt but it's not helping that's yeah the sure. short weeks are rough so i would be fine yeah we, I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on my abolish the kicker take as long as Justin Tucker is still kicking <laughs> 66 yarders. But Thursday night football, I'll stand firm on that one. We can get rid of it. We can do away with it. Plus, it just adds one more issue on Survivor Leagues and fantasy football where it's, you could miss, uh, miss a night or something. True so.
0: that. Yep, yep.
2: Uh, Pops, did we have any, uh, as we wrap up, do we have any bougie problems or anything this no,
0: week? No, I, I, honestly, I don't really have a bougie problem. It's been a pretty decent nice. week. Uh, nice. Nothing too much to bitch about. Um, I did hear a song from an artist that we used to listen to a little bit that I kind of like. Um, so I'll okay. enlighten you now while I have the floor. Yeah. yeah. Donovan Frankenreiter oh, okay. is back. Okay. Yes. And he's got a song right. called Hit the Ground Running. It's on Pass It, uh, Pass it Around, I think, is the album. Um, I just heard it came up on my Spotify. And if, if I know you remember, LJ. Oh, yeah. It was on whatever that disc number 22 <laughs> or whatever that was so good. Yeah. And, um, but Donovan Frankenrider is, uh, is, is a really good artist. I, I really like him. And this song, just it, you know, it's kind of funky, kind of, but it, I don't know. I like him. So I've been listening to him a little bit this week.
2: Nice, nice. I, I will say I have a slight Fuji problem this week, and it's just that uh, it looks like, at least for the short term, I'm going to have to go back to cord headphones. Yeah, uh, my, my blue, I, I may or may not have – I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I'm necessarily the – I'm the guilty party in, in the headphone falling out of my truck, <laughs> but my uh, Bluetooth earbud was in the parking lot. I found it in the parking lot of my apartment run over by truck or car and so we will no longer be using those; they're out of commission, and we're gonna go to we're gonna go to cord headphones for a little while. So that's my bougie problem. It's not bad. We're still getting headphones. Not if like anybody's music, listening but. from Bose, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, Sennheiser, yeah. hey Sennheiser, give me a call. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deutsch, um, and I, I think. Oh, and I did see. I, I, as we get out of here, I want to say so. The Jaguars are zero and five, as we mentioned. They play the London game, and Urban Meyer has a solution. <laughs> to, to in the ship. I saw that he says he likes the team's offensive identity right now and adds that he just wants them to be more 250 and 250, meaning 250 yards rushing and 250 yards passing every game. And if you would like to know how often that's happened, that is something NFL teams have done 33 times now in the past 52 years. So mm. Urban Meyer's solution to, to in the ship is just doing something that basically no one's done. For Could a full you, year. So, no. speaking of Urban Meyer, if can it you imagine
1: anyone else in the world was as happy to hear the news break this weekend about a different coach, <laughs>
2: yeah. oh my God, what a lucky no dude! Kidding. So, on like Friday when he just heard the initial report, he was probably like, "Oh, sweet." And then I can only imagine on Sunday when he started hearing that there was more emails to be leaked, he's like, "Please, I need all I need to get as far away from the spotlight as possible, and this can't hurt." Oh man. Well,
0: I, the line of whatever the last part or the whatever you said. He said he stayed behind to, to, to visit his grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he visited his, but he, he was visiting somebody's.
2: <laughs> that was oh. good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that LJ, I, Pops gave us what we're listening to. Did you have one? I know you weren't here last week, so I'm sure you you always got some. Oh, something my God.
1: Yeah, I've got uh, uh, Wale and J. Cole have a new song <laughs> together. Um, and it's pretty good. So uh, check that out.
2: All right. All right. I'm in on it. I So I I kind of, I'm, st- I'm still not sure if it's a good album, but like I've listened to a few, I kind of just listened to more, some of the more popular mm-hmm. songs on Donda yeah. by Kanye West. It's not a total flop. The album's not good, I don't think, but there's like 35% of the songs that are still like, you'll hear a Kanye every now and then and you're like, oh, so you, that guy's still in there. He just, we just have to fight through a lot of the that's crazy Kanye, Kanye for a long that's time. That's also, now.
1: yeah. I mean, there's still that yeah. genius, that that absolute sample
2: king. Um, But you got to work through a lot. But then there's like four more songs that I'm like, what are yeah. we doing here? What is yeah. happening? So yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. Of course, we'll be back next week with more NFL talk, college talk. Who knows? Am I getting some music? I I still pops. Have you you haven't got into Succession? I'm assuming yet, right? No, it's hard enough for me to watch
0: anything when when during football season. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard for me to start any watching series. Squid Game. you see
2: that's one I'm thinking about getting on. I haven't I haven't started yet. But LJ, that's well, on tell, my list. tell
0: me this: it, it's got to be subtitled, yes. right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And you can listen but, to it with English dubs, but uh, anything like that, I would always say read the subtitles
0: and it's worth it even doing that it is yeah it's Um, it's interesting i mean i've heard a lot of interesting returns yeah, yeah yeah i
1: think uh anybody should give it a shot it was one of those um i'm not saying i'm in love with it it's the best show i've ever seen like it's getting a lot of hype right now and i'm only three episodes in so i'm figuring it out still but after the first episode i was like i'm gonna see this out uh i think this is good enough to figure out where it's going so um i would suggest anybody watch it okay
2: all right. Well, good stuff. So I think the what we've learned here on this podcast is that in the AFC, it's either the Chargers or Bills. The NFC, it's clearly Cowboys. So we can go ahead and put them into the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, Broncos, I mean, uh, the, the, the Razorbacks have a clear path to the playoffs. Might just win it all. And yeah, that all sounds Just good said. to me. All right, it sounds good.
0: By the way, I liked I like going for two at the end of that game. Yeah, the, the the Razorback game.
2: I didn't like necessarily the the actual play call. I didn't we like went the play, with, but I'm I'm for it going for two.
0: Mm-hmm. You're on the road. You you've been behind a touchdown most of the game. You got a chance. You to haven't win it stopped on the road. them all game. Yeah, I, I, I liked the call. I wished it would have been a better play, but. That
2: was a game where it felt like the offense, one of the offenses was going to win the game. And so why not make it your offense with a chance at it? And so I was cool with it. I was all good with it. We do. This week, the Razorbacks uh, host Auburn at home. It's the first game against Auburn since uh, last year's, I don't know if you remember, the backwards pass that was a fumble, but not a fumble, but there was no clear Mm -hmm. recovery, even though the Razorbacks clearly recovered it. I don't know if you remember that one. That was the we got jipped pretty bad <laughs> last year. So I'm sure the team will be the team will be ready to go, and they need to get off tonight. It's a couple of losses in a row, so let's get back in the let's win do it, column. Let's do it, that, that'll make everybody a little happy. All right, y'all. I'll catch y'all next week. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter. Just type in just press play pod, and then make sure wherever you get your podcast, you're subscribed to us, like us, uh, rate and review. It really helps. And we will catch you next week, guys. Peace.
1: Peace out. I will say, before you stop recording, uh, I wanted to point out that I am the AFC West Whisperer. Uh, I believe two weeks ago, I said, the Broncos feel like they're probably overrated. I really want to like them, but I think they're kind of overrated. The Chargers are clearly the class of the AFC West. The Chiefs are uh, going to go through some trouble until they can figure out how to play defense, and the Raiders will have a breakdown before week six is out.
2: So... I feel like I kind of got shit on for my Chargers are really good and Justin Herbert's a Hall of Famer. Well, no, but the, the Hall, Hall of, of Famer, Famer, Famer thing is what I'm
1: overreacting to. Y'all, y'all name any quarterback that plays against the Broncos a Hall of Famer after three, four good games. It drives me absolutely <laughs> nuts.
2: You're just mad if there's two Hall of Famers in your division and they don't play Lamar for the Jackson got figured out. I don't know, maybe he
1: didn't, but everybody in the AFC West is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
2: Just to circle back, I don't remember. I didn't get to listen last week, but uh, the Raiders, or the Ravens, 100 Yard Street got. Yeah, ended last week. So they, they had all that crap with the Broncos and Mangio and, pss, and then it didn't even I, I, I hated oh. that. I, I thought it was, a, it was a bad thing to do.
1: I don't think it was like the end of the world. Fangio probably shouldn't have said anything, but that is something that maybe some attention should have been drawn to. You don't do that. That's that's...
2: Oh, Mangio was being a big old he baby. He was being a big old baby about it and, you
1: know, I, I agree with that, but <laughs> it was the wrong thing to do. Like, you don't get the record if you had to, like, catch some players on the back of their heels to do it. Like, that's, that's bullshit. How did Michael Strahan get the sacks record? It, it took
2: Brett Favre falling <laughs> <them>. oh, <I laughs> down. it
1: anyway. Him. Favre gave it to him. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, you didn't get the record. That's whatever. It's fine.
2: I just thought Harbaugh had a really good point when he said they were going for a 16-point touchdown. That was
1: well, but the, well, the unwritten rules of football is if you're losing, you keep trying. If you're winning and the game is essentially over, you kneel it out. That's the way it's been for...
2: he wanted wanted three more yards. That's why. That's what's so important (laughs) to change this. It did did crack me up after the game. They asked Lamar Jackson last week. They were like, what do you think about him going for the 100-yard rushing record? He's like, wait, what? What record is that? I'm not even aware of the records. And then last week, they asked Lamar Jackson again. We all did